last time on Join the Party. It's summertime, baby! Let's wear our shorts and sleeveless leather jackets. Tegan got laid off from their job at Average Bear under mysterious venture capitalist circumstances, but Multitool was there to pick up the pieces, though she did not reveal her secret identity. Val checked in with their mobster dad in New York City, who said he didn't know of any mob folks involved with the one-up mushroom trade. In fact, it's pretty legal, because the FDA doesn't check what's in any of that stuff. That's a true story. I didn't make that up for the podcast. Mila died willingly, guided by the actuary, and reconnected with Tuna with help from the one and only god of death, Anubis. Ah, but who cares about love and family and what happens in the afterlife? I hear there's some festivities to plan. Or, as I like to say, let's get the party started. I'd like to imagine that this issue, this episode of Join the Party begins with a shot or at least a panel of like a deep mahogany table. And then you hear a thump as a big leather bound book called How to Have a Successful Gala. (laughs) (laughs) Like in Boston with like gold filigree and like there is a picture of January but like a woodcut version of like January <laughs> holding <laughs> holding a tray that has like a champagne flute and flowers on it that's like pressed into the leather of the book. Was it written by January? Did January spend his own hard-earned dollars to put together this book? <laughs> yeah, below it it says, by me, January T. Morrow. Incredible. <laughs> what does the T stand for? None of your business. <laughs> see, that's funny. I was going to say, and then you look down below the image and then you see, oh, what's that? It's written by Amanda McLaughlin. Weird. <laughs> you know, actually it is written. Well, we have to put Amanda into the world. So Amanda's written this How to Have a Successful Gala book. Yeah. It's by Amanda McLaughlin. Our world has no podcasts. Oh. So that's what makes it a true utopia. <laughs> Eric really liked that joke, but was sipping his iced coffee at the same time. So it was had to clap. It's like let, let me be over enthusiastic now. Woo! Thank you. That's wonderful. Thanks, 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 thanks. Um, and yeah, and then the pages like flip open, and he goes, and we are open now, uh, zoomed in on an image of January, saying, "Yeah, I mean, we have so much to plan. I mean, when do we want to get this going? I think we do it in a few weeks, just to really make sure we're still capturing." We're still capturing the hype of the the idea. I know that things have still been pretty quiet in the summer, so we really don't want to get this going. Uh, you know, we just had a... Yeah, I can, I can make an itinerary. And January's like beeping and booping on a Morrow pad. In a book. <laughs> Inside of the book. And now we are like zoomed in. Now the structure is done. We are zoomed in. And now we are in the episode. Brandon, can you sound design a really corny... Like, like, or like somehow just like orally represent like that ripple iMovie effect where like you ripple from one image into the other that would be great like an audio mm-hmm. version of a star wipe yeah 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 yeah. that'd be great yeah it's just gonna be the sound of a star wipe <laughs> I can that imagine great. a star that's perfect all right so I'm gonna come a little bit out of character uh, hello I'm DM Eric talking to all of you guys oh hey Eric thank you so hey. much for this campaign it's been great oh thank you so much I appreciate that so Amanda because this was your slash Aggie's idea 
let's, we're going to have a gala here. Explain the gala. What exactly are we trying to do here? And just yeah, can you fill in the details a little bit more now that like Milo is not getting his soul taken out and put back into his body, <laughs> like restarting a bad router. Can you guys believe that Milo chose to do that? It's such a, a wild, wild decision. Thing. I would have never made it. Yeah, what truly <laughs> astounds me is that my colleague Brandon brought that energy and idea to our D&D game. <laughs> I didn't do that. That was Milo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Blame the character. But- no, that was Brandon taking control of NPCs to give Milo cover that someone else uh, said it to yeah, Milo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was excellent. And I think that what Aggie is concerned with is the fact that this was like the first opportunity or instance of somebody doing a sort of like Dr. Morrow, you know, found object mm-hmm. <laughs> installation or retrospective. And as we've gotten to know her more over the last, you know, year of campaign time, um, no idea of her own influence over the world or responsibility for bad things that may result as the result of science. Sure. So modeled off of successful, you know, amnesty and gun buyback programs, I think that having a splashy sort of fundraiser event, I'm sure Aki has attended some um, as part of like the forest service, you know, people doing just like a gala for no reason to raise money. And even if Dr. Morrow is willing to put in money, like that's great. But I think it's important to have the optics on behalf of Morrow Corp that they are taking this seriously and to kind of spread awareness among the community and like give the media an excuse to cover it because no Mm. one cares about anything unless you can have flashy photos. Interesting question. Here's a DM follow-up for you. Do you want this? This is a moral corp thing, or is this the city of Lake Town City? I would love for this to be a independent community organization great. with funding, certainly from Morrow Corp that they want to kick in. That's great. But Aggie will uh, like take a deep sip of herbal tea and then text Emily Slaughter if that's what it comes to. I think it's important yeah. to have a lot of sort of buy-in from a bunch of different people on this. Okay. Now, cool. just real quick. What was the name of the Forest Ranger Gala? Is it something with trees and paper? Paper the trees. Give <laughs> paper back to the trees. Yeah. That's how that works. The Give the Paper Back to the Trees Gala 2020X. Save the Mockingbirds. They just take leftover reams of printer paper and gently lay it at the trunks <laughs> of trees. Be like, we gave it back to you. Let's talk about cash money, Julia. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's recycled. I like, that. I like yeah. that. Okay. So I like the idea that this is like an independent thing. It's like a superhero coalition thing, I guess is what you're going for. Concerned citizens. Yeah. I think like a, a true like for the community benefit type situation. I'm sure there are people in Lake Town City kind of doing similar work who maybe can. Uh, there's you know, Mona Adil. There's Mona Adil who is doing some community organizing. Maybe she can give us some tips. But I, I think that if Aggie mentioned this to Emily, Emily would take it over and that sure. sounds great because aggie does not want to talk to or call people and having <laughs> having emily sort of like spearhead the organization is great but yes point being i think it's you know multiple superheroes coming together to prove that you know this is important and whether you're a supervillain or you are a person who has stumbled across or realized that your you know younger uh, sibling bought on ebay an artifact that may in fact be dangerous let's just make the city safer by giving people a you know consequence free way to just turn that stuff in Great. I love that. I have a little mechanic here about how we're going to put this gala together. However, would you like to get buy-in from other people first? Or do you, would you like to roll of how to do a successful gala that mechanics first? Why don't we plan the gala and then Emily Slaughter can be our, like invite all the people person sure. so that we have control about like what the evening looks like and then she can handle the like people part of the 
the gala. Great. I couldn't agree more. I think group projects are Aggie's absolute bane of existence and <laughs> planning the thing and then telling people it's happening. They can all just be like, great, and not have to be involved in the, you know, decision making by committee. Great. Hell yeah. And you have January and all the resources of Moral Corp and whatever Dr. Morrow will give you at your hand. So I think that what I would like to do here is what skill do you think your character would contribute to planning this gala? If you're going to make a role for it, and please be honest with me that you're not just trying to do your best thing. I don't think insight will cut it here. So, like, what do you think you're doing to help put this thing together? What is your strength? I think Aggies would be persuasion in convincing businesses to donate things and people to get on board. Because wouldn't it be a shame if you are, are seen to not be supporting this important bipartisan initiative? Great. Can I intimidate people into getting in line and feeling like they have to come <laughs> donate for like the sake of the community? That sounds wonderful. Sure, that sounds great. Um, I would like to do something with animal handling, but I don't think that would be there. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm. <laughs> uh, I think probably what Milo would do as the newly minted Laketon City's most famous resident. Forgot about that. After Aggie <laughs> abdicated. I think probably history, something about like the town and like pulling on his connections within the town to like get people involved or get people to go or donate or whatever it is. Well, I think you'd also have a good sense of where Dr. Morrow's Detrius was put. Like, was there a landfill? Was there a warehouse? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Was there like a smaller, you know, lab that she had before she built her house? And, you yeah. know, are there like stores of these artifacts or recycling companies that we could reach out to. I love both. Yeah. I think this will work great. I also want to ask, Brandon, before you do your first roll, now that you have been, as previous Eric has said, restarted like a bad router, you're using your your level 10 ability that you can shift your ability scores in one way. Can you just tell me what that is? Yeah. So because I was restarted like a bad router, I get to raise one of my modifier numbers, so the plus one, plus two, by one by subtracting one from another modifier number. So what I did was I had a constitution of plus two. So I took that down to plus one, and then I changed my charisma from minus one to zero. So <laughs> oh, thank no God. Yeah. A negative nice. in charisma. Right. Ooh, excellent. Uh, because you lowered your con, you're going to lose 10 HP because that's you know how leveling up works. But you did just get 25% of your HP back. So what are you at with your HP? I am now at a total of 63. Ooh, Perfect. Nice. Love that. Okay. Now that we've uh, now that I've answered all those questions, will all of you roll that thing you just told me? Can we add our fame modifier to this? Yes, you may add your fame modifier. Nice. Oh, bud, 26, 17 plus 7 plus 2. Whoa. Eric, would you say my modifier is now plus 2 for fame because I'm more famous than Aggie? I would say it's 1 because you still yeah. did all of those things before. <laughs> and is mine still plus 1? <laughs> Your, uh, yours is still plus 1. I think Milo and Aggie's being the same now because Milo was a public-facing person, but now Aggie is just like still incredibly competent. So I like the idea that your fame is close. I rolled a 17 persuasion. Great. I rolled a 10 total for history. Mm. Oh, oh, wonderful. Hey, that's 50%, you know? That's not bad. It's not bad. All right. Here's how this is going to work. There are a bunch of components to planning a gala, and I would like to tell you some of those components that I think goes into planning a gala, right? The first is you need to find a venue. That's mandatory. You definitely need to do that. 
the, the next ones are a little softer to make sure that your gala goes well. You need to get buy-in from powered folk around the city. Uh, you got to get the word out. And I would love to ask who exactly you're trying to get the word out to. We can answer that question. And then four, what are you going to do to raise money? There needs to be some sort of activity at a gala. Like, why are people coming to the gala? In the uh, paper, the trees, save the mockingbirds one, <laughs> there was a massive collage that everyone contributed to. And it was actually, it turned into a big collage of a tree that turned into a mockingbird. And there was an artist who, like, put that whole thing together. And it was really beautiful. And, like, that's what people came together to do so you do need to have a thing that you're doing if you do three of these things well this gala is a success if you do all four of those things well this is a great success and this uh you're going to raise a, a ton of cash do you want to do the borat voice or should i great success <laughs> So we're gonna, we can play this out. This is going to happen, I guess, over the next few weeks. As January said, we're going to do this sometime in mid-July. So we can just like pick scenes out that you want to do as you are trying to pull this whole thing together. Suggestion. Should we use the Mumfka as the venue? Because one, already associated with Dr. Morrow. Good. And two, I love a museum gala or anything where it seems like the Riddler is going to appear and, you know, <laughs> try to rob people. Mm -hmm. I love that. Question, Eric. Is this related to our skills or are we just throwing out options first? You guys, because of the your these skills, revealed the options that you have here. That what gotcha, the things gotcha. I can lay out to you about how you're having a great success. So we're going to have to explore all of these during the session to figure out how the actual gala is going to go during this planning phase. So you can do it in the museum. If someone else wants to look into another thing, um, we can see if, the, if people are going to go for the museum, if that's legit. And we're going to answer these questions as you guys kind of play out some stuff and you'll, we'll do roles and we'll figure that shit out. Yeah, I was going to also suggest the Momofuga because uh, I'm sure the museum would, it's not Momofuga, the <laughs> no. museum would want to donate their, like, uh, instead of money, to like donate their resources, you know, like their venue or whatever they need. Totally. Uh, a secondary option would be the Gaga Institute, which is something we've never gone to mm -hmm. before, mm -hmm. which could mm -hmm. be fun. Cool. Could be fun. I think we can also ask students at Gaga to do, like, portraits like speed session portraits that could be a fun kind of reward or um reason to donate money silent, yeah. auction. Silent, silent auction silent auction silent auction of gaga of gaga things i love that mm -hmm. okay i think that maybe we can all come with these easier but do you any of your characters feel attached to these particular activities i guess to roll on them or does anyone feel strongly about this stuff I don't mind talking to the upcountry keepers about it because I think this is, you know, a thing that Aggie really cares about and uh, will swallow down her pride um, and talk to Emily. So I can handle that one. I think depending on the venue, I can either do the venue or um, because Milo is the most famous resident of Laketon City. <laughs> My, I like that we're just saying Milo is. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy who works at the museum. Celeb. Yeah, Best celeb. Not, not the sports player, not the hockey team, not Al Gore, not Amanda's famous siblings is Milo. Milo Lane. Can't even go for a basic Timbley Tombly box without getting stopped for a selfie at this point. I, lo I love the idea that you're going to you're going to a Tim Hortons and you, you just see a, a shadow behind you and you turn around and it's Al Gore, who's like in my head is seven feet tall. He's just like, <laughs> Milo, you're doing so much for the community by teaching people about science. I just want to shake your hand. Doing the good work. Doing the good work. 
That's exactly how it happened. And that's the opening paragraph to Milo's memoir. So <laughs> he could also get the word out if we decide to go for a different venue. But Cool. Okay. I think I could I could partially also do the like talking to well, no. Amanda, you're gonna talk to powered folk like the upcountry keepers, right? I'd be equally happy doing the like donate things for the silent auction, do the rounds to businesses. So if you prefer to do that, I'm happy to let you do it. Yeah, I'm kind of split because I can either go like get restaurants to donate food from Little Italy to the thing, which is good, or I can go talk to students because <laughs> Val's great at talking to children. I will say, let me let me help you with this. You guys can do all this stuff. I think Val does go to Little Italy to ask people for food donations. I think you guys can do things just to get the gala going, and like that's all fun color. I'm talking just about these specific activities. You could also assign someone else to do one of these activities if you'd like. I just need you all to claim one. Sure. So here, Julie, why don't you do the powered people, and I'll do the okay. stuff for rich people to, to do. Cool. Yeah, I'll I'll intimidate the powered people. That's fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'll I'll do the businesses and uh, and people donating shit to make money. And I think January would be great at getting the word out and sending beautiful invitations. Well, he's yeah. a rabbit. He is the voice <laughs> of the Sky Tram, though. Yeah, he can record a commercial. Yeah, but he's a sentient rabbit. Yeah, but he could use the mail. Do we want him talking around town? <laughs> just talk to people. You can mail and email them. We could also just get Doctor Morrow to like record a message that plays on TV or the radio, being like, "Come to this gala." I like the idea that all three of you are like arguing about this, like in Dr. Morrow's house somewhere. And then you hear like paper cups falling over and uh, you look over and Carmen has just like thrown another Tim Hortons oh, yeah. coffee Car across Carmen the room. Exists. Why aren't we using Carmen? This is literally her specialty. It's like, what are, are we talking about marketing without me? I'm right here. You, you've just been very you seem like you haven't been getting good coffee lately and i don't know what's changed but. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right carmen we didn't even know enough to know that we needed your expertise so really you know ground floor we'd love for you to spearhead the uh the communications getting the word out about this gala yeah. carmen is january a rabbit yeah thank you was that? No one was disagreeing with you, Milo. I think if a rabbit told me to go to a gala, I'd go to that gala double. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, so I think Carmen is is going to take care of this. So let's ask this. Let me ask this question on behalf of Carmen. Who do we want to get the word out to? Who do you want to come to this thing? Because it is a party. If you want to say, hey, there's a party happening on the SkyTram, everyone come on through, that's no. a choice. Well, I think we're being like straightforward about what the point of the party is, which is for people to bring their Dr. Morrow trash so that it doesn't hurt anyone. And then also we're raising money so we can recover Dr. Morrow trash in the future. Yeah, sure. I think we're raising money to like give us the capability to take people's items in i think the odds of a super villain crashing the party if people bring weapons is very high it's that fine that's why we're point. gonna be there <laughs> oh no well regardless i think rich people should go and i think like local politicians like community leaders like the mm -hmm. head of the schools the head of different groups like I, I think that would be a useful in terms of like social influencers you know cool I do like the concept of if you bring Dr. Morrow trash, you get a free ticket in, like a free meal ticket or whatever, a free drink ticket. I think it's going to break bad so hard, but I find it a very entertaining concept. <laughs>
maybe it's two different things where it's like there's the dinner, buy a plate or whatever inside or whatever you decide on, and then like the buyback program outside or whatever. And yeah, if you bring an item, you get a free god painting or whatever. Yeah. I do think it's very important to state that like in all Lake Town City functions, everyone who is a citizen of the historic Lake Town District does get a free VIP pass. Hell yeah. Mm, yeah, that, that's just baked into everything. If you don't do that, people are going to get mad at you. Mm-hmm. I think January hops over to a whiteboard and is like, <laughs> like is jumping up and drawing like a flow chart of everything. So it's like, okay, so the program itself, I guess if we're calling Dr. Morrow trash buyback. <laughs> yeah, I think I I think it'd be better to be like um, scientific waste reclamation program maybe i don't think that it should be dr morrow is a bunch of shit everywhere and and now we're taking it back from you program well yeah that's too long of a title fancy words on what is basically the same thing though aggie it's dr morrow trash and shit buyback (laughs) all i'm saying is the forest service cares very deeply about the specific words that i use when when posting notice boards and i am very tired of getting yelled at about that kind of stuff so i'm just trying to kind of get ahead of it okay okay january i'm sorry you're a hare not a rabbit i apologize thank you you guys are still making it weird we've known each other for like a year now (laughs) can we just not talk about it (laughs) it would just be good if we just not talk about it it'd be so much easier all right whatever aggie whatever fancy words aggie wants to use for the program we can use yeah. <laughs> so the program can exist, but like the money we're going to raise at the gala is the money that goes to getting that program going, to setting up the amnesty. I don't. I also agree, I do not think see, people should be bringing, you know, discarded, ref, scary science refuse to that. I don't think we should encourage it. I think people are going to do that anyway. And then we'll be like, ah, probably shouldn't have this, you know, for example, guitar that throws people through walls at... Well, we're wearing dresses, for example. Well, can't can we get Des to like come up with a neutralizer or something so when people bring <laughs> the scary science trash, he could just spray it down and then it's not going to hurt anyone. The SST, the scary, scary science trash. Yeah. Scary, oh. scary science trash, yeah. January thinks for a minute and says, "Oh, what Wow, that's actually really Okay, wait, hold on. And then January scampers away and brings in a magic eight ball and puts it on the table. Says, okay, nobody touch this. Aggie, give me the bear spray. I hand it over. And January takes the bear spray and is like, all right, everyone, close your mouths. Don't look. Don't breathe in. Aggie pulls up the uh, the cowl of her costume. Val puts on their sunglasses. Carmen opens a window. (laughs) Milo stands there and waits. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm not Goes afraid to death, death one time. <laughs> Meets definitely St. Peter one time. <laughs> it's not St. Peter, it's Anubis. Milo, don't start with me. <laughs> uh, January sprays down the magic eight ball. And there's just like a cloud of this purpley smoke that surrounds it. And then it gets dispersed as a wind comes from the window that Carmen opens and sweeps it out. And uh, January picks up the magic eight ball and shakes it and says, oh, it's his try again later. Okay, actually, yeah, no, that's a really good idea. I like that. You're welcome. What? (laughs) So it turns out that the 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 spray that we, that Des put together for... 
Aggie works on the science trash. It's not just on. It's not oh, just this on is people. a this is not just a normal magic eight ball. I was very confused what you were doing. <laughs> no, this is a, this is one of those things. It's a magic eight ball. Wait, what? What did it do? It's more scary science trash, Milo. SSD. Oh, you know. January looks around. Can you roll Arcana on it? You're making it weird. Yeah, if you guys, yeah, make an Arcana check. (laughs) Oh, nat twenty! Incredible. Woo! (laughs) Does any? Did anyone else get a nat twenty? No, seventeen. Okay. Oh, you made a roll too. Why not? If you want to. Oh my god, I got a nat twenty. No joke. Oh fuck yeah! (laughs) The Chad dice. The fucking Chad dice. They love you. The drama. Okay. I think you two are like, well. I know Dr. Morrow pretty well. And if it was a magic eight ball, I bet this thing can tell the future. And then you realize that they we just dealt so much stuff with time that like it was probably a laser of some sort, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like if it's like anything but try again later, then it just shoots a laser. You get lasered in the face. <laughs> yeah. Like you can shake it and it looks like a magic eight ball, but then it actually you're you actually look at it and you realize there's like a little like what looks like a camera lens inside swirling around in the in the blue water and you're like oh if it aligns then a laser shoots out oh, <laughs> cool, cool 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 yeah it seems useful scary science trash if you need a secret laser yeah scary science trash is also a good superhero name for milo <laughs> i love it that, that's his tag on tumblr that's what, that's what people in the know call him on tumblr great um if you want to encourage people to bring scary science trash Dez can work on making more of the quote-unquote bear spray to do it. Aggie, uh, make a history roll for me. Eight. Julia, Brandon, make history rolls, but with disadvantage. Well, that's not going to go well. Okay. That was actually a really good roll first time. All right. So a three. Okay. Uh, Your boy got an 18 and a 15 plus five. So that's a non-natural 20. Wow. Jesus Christ. Okay. Milo, you remember... There was a moment that happened all the way back when Aggie got the anti-bear spray in the first place. Dez and Dr. Morrow looked at each other, like, on the low. And then Dr. Morrow said, you know what? We're going to do it. And we gave Aggie the bear spray. Ooh. So you remember that, like, weird look they looked at each other right before that happened. Hey, Jan. Yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Um, I just remembered something. <laughs> Back when you were giving um, uh, Aggie this bear spray, uh, this magical bear spray, Dr. Morrow and Dez gave each other a weird look. And like at the time, I was so enraptured by being next to Dr. Morrow that I didn't think about you know, the fact that she has faults. You're such a stan. You're still such a stan. Wow. Why wouldn't you be, though? I know. You know? I literally took her last name. <laughs> Aggie gestures at the board so we're scary science trash written in capital letters yeah. <laughs> do we need to be aware of anything possibly dangerous from this anti-magic bear spray no I don't think so uh, I mean we thought it was for we thought I mean what's interesting I'm glad that we tested it we thought it was for powers only It didn't. It's, but it also oh. works on the stuff so that's pretty cool huh hmm. Okay. So that's why, you know, experimentation, the, uh, the the blood of science is what is said. 
It's the bl- <laughs> it's the blood of the scientific method of experimentation. That's what they say. Sure. Oh. Okay. Good to I'm, know. It's, I'm glad we tested it. It's very cool. Didn't think of it until you suggested it, Val. Awesome. So I think if the main focus is the gala and then out, uh, you know, in front of the museum, like if we get that street closed down or something like that, we can just have a uh, a tent. And as long as Des feels comfortable getting some kind of like, you know, spray or maybe some like an additional, you know, safe disposal um, containers to put the stuff in, we can just have that open invitation for people. I don't think we need to like incentivize them. Again, I am deeply suspicious of this whole endeavor. And I would like to, you know, have a, a manageable number of people coming through. Yeah, I mean, we can give them like something cool. They don't have to come inside or anything. Yeah. I think it's fine. It's like two different things happening. They're just happening at the same time. I think that's cool. Has anyone ever seen this show called Warehouse 13? No. no. Silence from the crowd. <laughs> well, on the show, they like, it's these two people and they collect like magical artifacts from around the world that are like hurting people because they're being misused. So, like, when they're going and they're collecting these items, they have these little baggies that they could put the item in and then it neutralizes it. Can we do that instead of the bear spray? Because now I'm worried that, like, because the bear spray works on powers, someone's going to steal it from us and then use it on us and then we can't fight. Can we impregnate the plastic with that fog or whatever, you know? Mm. Yeah, spray it down. I'll talk to Dez. I'll see what's up with that. Yeah, All no right. I cool. trust Dez. Cool. What network was this show on? Because uh, I want to watch it. I think it was on sci-fi. Dope. Yeah, it feels right. I used to, my dad didn't really have like cable when I was visiting him in New York or mm-hmm. like the room he would put me in did not have cable, even though the rest <laughs> of the house did. It was weird. It had, <laughs> I like the idea that it had network TV and HBO, but no cable. No. <laughs> we didn't get NBC, but we did get HBO. Yeah, no Nickelodeon, <laughs> but we watched Sopranos together and I was much too young to watch that. Oh, so much. <laughs> Okay, I think that, that that works, and the Dr. Morrow team are going to take care of this with uh, Carmen's going to hit it up to all the other people. Oh, Carmen asked one more thing. Is like, so just before I start like working on this and making a, a whole marketing plan and making, like, I just, I taught myself Photoshop recently. <laughs> it was it was easy. Wow. Um, uh, it's like, I feel like I have magic. I feel like I'm just like... Just like all of you, but for hey, Photoshop it's not powers. magic. Don't undercut yourself. You just have talent. No, I just feel I feel all powerful. I feel like the god. I feel like a goddess. Who knows? Has anyone checked Carmen's coffee? <laughs> you can do literally uh, anything now. That, yeah. That's what Photoshop is. Exactly. The, the, the I can transform reality into whatever I want it to look like, which is kind of <laughs> like being a goddess. So should I? We're trying to get the buyback, and we definitely want rich people to come to take their money, so we can because. People aren't altruistic unless they get to pretend like they're philanthropy and they get celebrated for that, blah, blah, blah. But like, do we want other powered people to show up? Is that a thing that we're interested in? Yeah, I'm going to reach out to the people that we know in the community and stuff like that. If you have other people that we haven't like talked to yet, like more power to you, Carmen, like invite them. But I'll go talk to like the Night of Mirrors and unfortunately Emily Slaughter and her shenanigans. Sure. But yeah, Carmen, I think it's important that people see that, you know, all of the all of the power people around, you know, want want this to be safer and don't want to punish people for having stuff that could be dangerous, but give them a safe way to dispose of it, you know? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, like there's some there's like some powered people discords, like Lake Town City powered people discords. So, what? Like, there are places. What's a discord? Oh, it's <laughs> like um, 
Ooh, do you remember texting? Remember? I mean, I still do it. Okay. <laughs> so imagine you're doing all of that, but it's all in like one place. Do you not text, Carmen? No, I only I only WhatsApp. Huh. Okay. It's, that's basically the same thing, just in a different app. No, but like one's green and one's not that. Okay. Huh. Oh, I'm behind. Huh. Okay, so there's a powered person text group. Got it. I I can I can yeah, I can look into that. We can there are places that people are it's like a bigger it's like a bigger thing. It's like a bigger text group. And like I can see if they're if they're interested in coming if you want to like send invites to them that they don't okay. have to like. Yeah, buy send invites. I'll yeah. talk to the four other people that we know and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> I feel like you're doing the heavy lifting here, but that's okay. I'm really not looking forward to being older where, like, my friend, like, my friendships, like, my whole friendship circle, like, erodes like that. That's wow. Okay. Okay. And then cool. leaves. <laughs> How old are you, Carmen? Uh, I'm, like, 23. I know, I'm so old. I'm, like, 28. You're not that much younger than me. Oh, my God. I'm so it's so different. <laughs> Milo, that's like that's like four siblings down the line for me. Trust me, micro generations are just getting shorter and shorter. It's it, it's I don't understand every other word out of Quinn's mouth and she was like talks for a living. <laughs> that's real. Yeah. It's like blah, 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 can you fix my toilet? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like <laughs> and I'm like I'm a forest ranger but yes. <laughs> I still have that ability. Incredible. Okay, cool. That's now spinning up. I would just like to suggest a quick kind of like inset panel smash cut to Aggie extending her arm into the U-bend of Quinn's toilet because oh. like a hair straightener or something got caught in there. <laughs> Incredible. And pulling it out and just being like, Quinn, I'm going to make you a punch card. And every 10 times I have to do this, you need to give me half a million dollars. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, that's fine. Um, could I, do you want to like, FaceTime with Bradley Cooper, would that be better? I I don't know who that is. Um what celebrity would Aggie choose? <laughs> I think she's a big fan of Louise Erdrich, the novelist. <laughs> what? Quinn doesn't know who that is. I know. Do you wanna do you wanna FaceTime with the woman who wrote Gone Girl? How about the the public access TV channel uh like weather person? I mean like just quintessential part <laughs> oh of my, my childhood. Oh my god, Aggie. I, I also I also don't know that person. Uh so there's a lot of that going. <laughs> there's a lot of that going on. When okay. I've been in the room and Milo and Valor screaming like what? <laughs> Incredible. Hey, it's Amanda. It is hot where I am right now, and there is nothing I love more on a cold day than reaching into my fridge for some pre-chilled water or iced tea or ginger ale and pouring it over ice in a wide-mouthed mason jar. I don't know what makes this particular kind of mason jar so much better than traditional shaped mason jars, but there's just something about it that, that is the perfect drinking vessel, perfect in the hand, perfect to sip. The wide lids make me so happy, and every time I get to use one at home, I just feel like, man, I could put full-size pickles in you, or I could just drink some cold water, and that is pretty magical. Welcome to the mid-roll.
Firstly, welcome to Meredith, Amanda Raltz, Fiona, Joshua, Maureen, Aaron, Julia, and Timothy, who've joined our Patreon since the last episode. This show is straight up made possible by our incredible patrons, and we couldn't do this without you. If you have $5 a month and want to support Join the Party, get access to all kinds of amazing bonus content, and of course, join the best place on the internet, our patron-only Discord, where someone's friend just got a dog that looks just like Anubis, I'm not joking, do that at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. And did you hear? We're doing a new digital live show next month. Join the Party Live 3 colon LTC Drift is a brand new one shot set in Lake Town City featuring Volcani, Multitool, Kilanova, and all your pals on August 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Get your ticket now because it also includes a video on demand VOD copy of the show that you can watch afterward. Whether you're attending live or catching up after, get your ticket now at jointhepartypod.com slash live. Also, it's a great time to check out the other shows that are a part of the Multitude Collective. I think you would like Potterless, which is a story of a grown man making his way through the Harry Potter series for the very first time. Each week, host Mike is joined by a fan to poke fun at plot holes, make painfully incorrect predictions, and bask in the sassiness of the characters. All of the hosts here on Join the Party have been guests as well, so that could be a great place to start. But there are over 190 episodes of Potterless to listen to, beginning with discussions of the books and progressing to spinoff material and popular fan-made content. Search for Potterless in your podcast app or go to potterlesspodcast.com to start listening. We are sponsored this week by HelloFresh. Their produce gets from the farm to your door in less than a week, which means fresh, high-quality ingredients to you. They also offer the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app. Change your delivery day, food preferences, plan size, or even skip a week whenever you need. I recently tried their grilling bundle, which includes baby back ribs and chicken cutlets, and is perfect for bringing to your next barbecue. It was very easy to prepare and made planning for a group meal a breeze. So go to HelloFresh.com slash jointheparty14 and use code jointheparty14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash jointheparty14 and use code jointheparty14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. When there are things you can't tell anyone or feel like you can't unload to family and friends and you just need to unload it, that is what therapy can be. And BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on the camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with someone in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors, get some unbiased feedback, and you'd be pretty surprised what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. So again, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Join the Party listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash join the party. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash join the party. And now back to the show. Okay, uh, we're going to roll initiative here to see wh- what order you guys are going to do this thing uh, as you start to plan this. Twelve. That's with advantage. Jesus. Come on, dice. Eight. Thirteen. Thirteen. All right, so we're going to go uh, Amanda, Julia, Brandon for this. Which of the activities are you tackling? I am figuring out stuff for uh, enticing rich people to donate. Right. I think Aggie has never set foot in the Gaga the performing mm-hmm. arts high school because those kids are incredibly intimidating sure. uh, to Aggie and the idea of electing to be seen terrifies her and baffles her. 
But I think she's going to, in costume as multi-tool, request a meeting um, with the administration, the principal there, and also at the magnet school, just so that nobody gets in the rivalry and gets upset. But I would love to request that both schools donate some student work, and we can use that as like silent auction fundraising pieces and, um, you know, put the student's name and put them on the website and all that kind of stuff to help, you know, give the student some some exposure. Cool. That sounds great. Why don't you make a charisma check for me? Oh, my roll's a three, so I'm going to use a luck point and re-roll. <laughs> Probably a good choice. <laughs> I got a four. Oh, my Whoops. God. Plus Whoops. one. And then is this fame? I mean, it doesn't matter, but five. So that's oh. a six. Here's what, here's what happens. You, you try to email the two admitted like whatever's on the website you were like oh there's an email on the website it's like admin at the magnet school dot k12.ny.us yeah exactly yeah and there's one for there's one for kaka and there's one for the magnet and they just like do not get back to you oh god because hey here's the thing i'm gonna reveal to you no one especially because school's out right now because it's july no one is looking at this email and someone was not looking at this email to start with even when it was their job to look at this email didn't think about that so i think after like three or four or five days somebody's like oh yeah like let's like check in on friday about our progress and i was like fuck so finally um she takes out her phone and starts a group facetime with danny and erin Oh. And oh. Danny as a visual artist and Aaron as a world famous tattoo artist. I'm going to ask each of them for some sketches to donate to the the gala as silent auction items. More wonderful. How do you That's how awesome. do you convince them to do it? Uh hey guys, so um I am uh for the first time asking you for help. Uh I I needed to do something for work and I I think I um I think I did the email wrong. Uh, and I, I need some like famous shit that people will want on Instagram, um, to raise some money for, uh, for like a, a community project. Um, can you, can someone please FedEx me valuable drawings immediately? Um, I really need them for work. <laughs> please FedEx me valuable drawings immediately is such a power move. Incredible. What skill is this talking to your siblings? Is this just oh, persuasion? Eric, which of them is it? I think it is persuasion. Yeah. All right. I will give you do persuasion with advantage Fuck because yeah, these are your because you, you're asking them for help for once. Okay. Uh, Eleven plus five, sixteen. Oh hell Ooh. yeah! Okay. Danny huffs and puffs about it and be like, "Oh, I'm taking care of my kids and uh, I oh I'm gonna be painting and I, I have so much stuff." But ultimately, he he like pretends like he's not doing it and it shows up like two days later. There's like three paintings that show up. I want sketches specifically so they don't have emotional manipulation. <laughs> or future I was just telling. thinking about that. He, yeah, if these are going to be auctioned off to people, they're like incredibly stark. Like, yeah. it's so vague that if someone looked at them and they're like, I will end up in a forest. <laughs> like, it's just vague enough that it's fine. The um, sky is a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, the sky is telling my feelings. I, and I think that Aaron, we haven't really met, talked to Aaron all that much, but I feel like Aaron's like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. A chance for me to help out Aggie? Hell yeah. For sure. And then, like, you don't get anything for, like, two weeks. <laughs> and, like, the day before, like, some sketches shows up and, like, with a post note that says, oh, I didn't know that ger- that this would take so much time coming over from Germany. Didn't think of it. Here are some sketches that I kind of just put together. And, like, it's like they were done on yellow on a yellow pad so the lines are still on there but like incredible incredible tattoo drawings 
Nice. And probably some finger paintings from her kids. Yeah. Cute. Okay, boom. We have some stuff that we're going to to auction off. Woo! Hell yeah. Some O'Hare originals. And um, I, I think just in the like nervous days as Aggie was waiting for those emails that never came back and then for the FedEx, she will just like go to various businesses and, you know, ask people to donate stuff like a gift basket or, you know, like candles for the tables. Yeah, I think if I can yes end, I think Val takes Aggie like in the Volcani costume to a bunch of different restaurants in Little mm-hmm. Italy being like, Do you guys want to donate like a like a $50 gift card or something like that? And they're like, Volcani, anything for you. Thank you. <laughs> this isn't as easy for me. It's amazing. Yeah, no, people <laughs> just love me here. I feel like I definitely have a bond with a lot of like woodland creatures, but I can't get too close because that's like not good for the ecosystem and, and their behavior, you know? So <laughs> really, I have the same thing, but um, it's just it's just different. So, yeah, no, that seems like really respectful of you. And I'm sure the woodland creatures appreciate that. No, thanks. I'm, I'm a little jealous. Don't worry. It's 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 cool. Well, I'll, I could buy you a uh, calamari whenever. Calamab. Calamari. Why don't Why don't they serve calamari on like a kebab shaped like a sword? Then you just like take them off the top and dip them and eat them. They should do that, right? Why don't Val like runs to a restaurant nearby? <laughs> you should serve calamari on a sword. <laughs> All right, anything for you, Vulcani. On it. <laughs> All right, Julia, what do you want to do? I'm gonna go intimidate some superheroes to come to this event. Yeah. Incredible. I guess I'll start with our friend who is the Knight of Mirrors. Don't intimidate them. Well, uh, intimidate, you know, can go various ways. You don't have to threaten someone's life in order to intimidate them. Like, wow, they're intimidatingly cool. I really want to be like them. Just their livelihood. Just you know, their no. limbs. <laughs> what my game plan for the Night of Mirrors is I'm going to go to them and I'm going to be like, hey, it would really suck if all of these weapons were out there, you know, really like willy nilly. What if we were able to get more of them with your support? Smart. I like it. I just realized that the first time the multi-tool used their powers is cleaning <laughs> out. a toilet, yeah. Unclogging. <laughs> He's unclogging a fucking pipe. Tell me that's not the first thing you do if you have stretchy arms. Up here, just reaching for the TV remote when it's across the room. <laughs> Incredible. Amanda, that is absolutely not the first thing I would do is unclog a toilet. Just saying. I'm just like, I've been trying to think. I'm like, wow, Amanda, let's try to find a way for you to use your powers. <laughs> We're going to introduce them. And you're like, yeah, and I unclog a pipe. You know. Yeah. I, I don't think I would ever get up ever again. No. Yeah. I would dust my ceiling fan every day. Think about that. That's good. I like That'd that. Be tight. All right. You want to talk to the Night of Mirrors first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that once again, like when, like when Milo tried to get by in for the Night of Mirrors, you need to like stand in a rough part of town at like three in the morning and it's raining. And like, that's the only time you could meet up with the Night of Mirrors. I thought that they had their contact now. We didn't get their we, contact. We can text them. Oh, they totally did, and that's the only time they'll meet with you. You know what? Fine. <laughs> I tell my girlfriend there's another Italian food emergency, and I go to a rough part of town at 3 a.m. <laughs> is yeah. that what you want? <laughs> yeah, it's raining. It's like everything is slick in the way that, like, you know, good video games tried to make things look like it's raining, but everything just has, like, a little bit of sheen on it. Yeah. Like L.A. Noir or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's all, like, very noir all of a sudden, and everything's, like, black with, like, slightly lighter gray lines around it. And then the Night of Mirrors in, like, full neon, just fucking speeding fast and furious around a corner. They break by, like, doing, like, a quick spin, uh, a quick 360 donut, and then, like, 
Yeah, what's up? Hey, what's going on? How are you doing? Oh, you know, defending the city. Classic. Same. Classic. So, so listen, <laughs> here's the thing. I know you are busy fighting crime and whatnot, but my, my pitch to you is crime would be easier to fight if people didn't have scary science shit, correct? <laughs> the Night of Mirrors pops like a, one of those, a tablet, like out of like the bag on the back of their bike and shows you a very formal looking Evite. Like it's the equivalent of like a like a very nice wedding invitation, you know. That's like with the the really nice card stock and like the gold and the silver lettering, but it's on an evite. It's like, yeah, I got it. All right, Carmen, hit you up. Awesome. Well, I wanted to make sure that I personally invited you because you are, you know, a friend of the LT three, and uh, your presence there would mean a lot to us. Okay, I'll think about it. If I have time from, like, fighting crime and... Well, like I said, it'd be easier to fight crime if people didn't have scary science shit, right? You're right. You hit my work. You hit my weakness. More crime. Yeah. (laughs) There would be more crime. Or there would be more accidental death, like what happened at the... Oh, no, that never happened. Never mind. Don't listen to me. (laughs) What? (laughs) What happened to you? Nothing happened. There would have been a bomb, but we took care of it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Don't worry about it. This is what I'm saying, though, is if we weren't there to intervene, scary science trash would have have, uh, hurt some people. You three are wild. And and I want you to know from my general demeanor and everything you know about me, Mm -hmm. that's high praise. (laughs) Thanks. You're pretty cool, too. Screw! <laughs> All right, later. <laughs> they pull away, going zero to 60 in two seconds, and throw a peace sign over their shoulder. I like to think that everywhere they go, like, as they're shooting down a street, it's just, like, the darkness and, like, sheen just follows them. Yeah. But, yeah. like, 20 feet to the side, it's just day. Yeah. <laughs> That's now, great. Yeah, there's regular, and then they have, like, an aura of extra darkness, and mm. then they also have the Tron light cut following them. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it, I like it. So it's a lot of layering of lights on top of each other. And Car- <laughs> Carmen shows you how she can create that image in Photoshop. It's like, look at how many layers I have. I'm a goddess. <laughs> so many. <laughs> so I think that that's fine. I don't think you have to roll on that, because the Night of Mirrors is your friend, you're, and you're not necessarily intimidating them. Are you also going to try to go to the upcountry keepers? Oh, yeah. Okay. Can I, Brandon, can you insert a joke that Aggie wouldn't make, but but I would after after the layers comment? Sure. Okay, so I don't think Aggie would say this, but Amanda would like to say, "Damn, Carmen, that's more layers than a baklava." <laughs> it's not even more. It's not even a good joke. I just really wanted to say it. Incredible. Uh, um, yeah. How would you like to get in contact with? Them? I guess I'll just text Emily. Emily, do a crime. Do a crime. I'm not gonna do a crime. I'm a superhero. <laughs> I will text Emily Slaughter and be like, hey, coffee? Question mark. She responds with, oh my God, yes, Val. We've never had that one-on-one time together. Absolutely. My schedule is pretty free. Let me know when you're available. Cool. 
Yeah, Emily Slaughter like says, oh, we can totally meet tomorrow afternoon, and then she cancels and reschedules and cancels and reschedules, and then finally you you lock her down to meet out uh, meet at a coffee shop that's like it's incredibly downtown. Like, it's like right near Momofofica, but it's like it's like near Juice. It's also not a good coffee place. Like, you know, like Gregory's Coffee, how mm-hmm. it tries to look like it's a hip coffee place, but really it's just like an economic enterprise. It's like one of those places. Val orders an espresso and does not touch it. <laughs> Incredible. Emily breezes in, massive sword on her hip. Emily's wearing a tank top that says the future is female and uh, oh, and jean shorts. <laughs> breezes in being like oh like it's val it's so nice to see you i'm so ready to let's talk absolutely but it gets up and orders like a massive iced coffee with two shots in it and uh then like breezes and sits back down an iced coffee with two shots of espresso in it yeah dog is that a thing that people drink yeah Yeah. jesus it's a i think it's a double it's a double red eye because it's two shots right jesus christ why don't they call that a round trip red eye god (laughs) very good god emily slaughter calls it a round trip red eye and they look and the barista looks at her quizzically and she says two shots in the iced coffee obviously please (laughs) and she's like yeah absolutely val what do you want to talk about what's going on i would love to we haven't had much one-on-one time it's nice to really get to know you without aggie here i think that that's really that's really sweet and wonderful i think it'll be wonderful Oh, I'm sorry. I want to. I want to say one more. One more thing, just to set the scene. Is it um, a joke that you would say, but multi-tool wouldn't? Yeah, <laughs> it's about bak- it. it's about baklava. Damn it! <laughs> Even though it's right on the street, Emily Slaughter wants to sit outside. There's like a really small table with like two rickety folding chairs, like you know, one of those. She's outside. got Sour Anthony around taking photos of me for some reason. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she wants to. Yeah, she wants to sit outside on the street. Okay. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, let's sit outside. It's so nice. It's so nice out. It's never this nice in Lake Town City. And, you know, I got to keep my head on a swivel. I got to make sure nothing's happening. Like, it's fine. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Okay. Whatever blackmail you want to get on me, you can fucking get on me. Anyway. Maybe she's also a pervert. Maybe it's both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Who can say? Yeah. Okay. So you remember what happened with the uh, unfortunate incident at the art gallery, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you know, Dr. Morrow's stuff is is out, and I wish there was more we could do to get that stuff off the street, but, you know, really luckily... Good point, because uh, currently we are working on piloting a program in which we get uh, said items off the street safely, and we are hosting a gala, and I was wondering... If you and the rest of the upcountry keepers would like to attend. Is this where you would like to make your role? I don't think this is quite intimidation yet. So I think Val is going to uh, continue real quick. As you well know, that stuff is dangerous. And we as superheroes are putting our lives at risk when there is stuff like that. And I would hate for something to happen to say sour anthony because someone got their hands on a guitar and then blew him up uh first of all i mean while we're in public please just fly boy i know that you have some history but fly boy please but honestly yes you know i you know you know i love a gala absolutely we're coming that sounds incredible julia please make your intimidation roll of how how much 
you would or would not like Emily Slaughter to take over this, the planning of this thing immediately. Well, I rolled a 16 and my intimidation is 7, so Ooh, great. pretty good. Well, would you like Emily Slaughter to take over the planning or would you like Emily Slaughter to like chill out and not be as annoying? Aggie? What, we probably discussed this before I left. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it would. I think we've got the planning down, but it might be convenient to have Emily like go to her fucking eBay network and like look at her own family's yeah. shit. Okay. I will say because you rolled so well, I will say that the more you have Emily participate, the more she will put her face on it. Yes. So I think what Val will say is, I think it would be really good if you could you know promote this event and say that you're going to be there maybe talk to some of the people who have been financially backing the upcountry keepers for some fucking reason and uh i think that well, you know what was that together we could uh we could uh make this city a safer place no, absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. For sure. Um, you know, just can you make sure to put down the upcountry keepers? Get, make sure to add us an extra ticket. We have four. Well, there's four of us now. There's four of you? What? Who, who is your, your new fourth huh? member? Oh, yeah. We, we, found, uh, we found this woman who has this power we hadn't seen before. Uh, really incredible. Um, just incredible. Uh, can take a- can take any punch. Su- uh, super like super dense dense oh, body. Oh, you mean fucking Shannon Redwine, don't oh, you? Oh, you know her? Yeah, I know Shannon Redwine. Oh, she didn't say anything about about of you. Of course she well, didn't. Well, you know uh, her name. It's <laughs> actually uh, I can just tell you the code name. Code name is Tough Stuff. So <laughs> sure it is. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'll just make sure to write that down. Is yeah, that T U F F? Brandon, you fucking know it is. God. Yeah, all right. We'll add a plus one for you and Flyboy and Taxonomy. Thank you. Well, it's not a plus. She's part of the Upcountry Keepers. A plus one. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Uh, Hey, make a perception check for me, Julia. I got a 15. Cool. Okay. From the way that you're facing, you see that there is a 12-year-old just bopping along tank top, shorts, massive Beats headphones, who is uh, absentmindedly walking into traffic, and there is a bus coming. You also see that up on a building, a few, like a a block down, you see that there is an air conditioner that is looking incredibly precarious, uh, and is like four stories up, and you see that there's just like a bunch of friends just kind of like talking right below it. Eric, did you bring the trolley problem into our D&D game? All right. It's the Uh air conditioner and bus problem. Give me a second. I'm trying to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. If I take my action to dash, then I can push this person out of the way, and I can also no, that's a bonus action. Shit. Um. Oh god. You have another superhero right next. To you. I know, but I don't want her to win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Branded. Herein lies the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's the true trolley problem. Yeah. It's one move, right? I have to do this in one You have move. one act. Yes, you have yeah. one move. Emily Slaughter is facing the other way, so she does not see any of this. Classic okay. Slaughter. It's happening in, like, your line of sight. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so I, I want to grab the kid and then force the air conditioner back into the window. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my movement to grab the kid because my speed is 40. I'm sure I can get there in time. Mm-hmm. Right? Definitely. To the kid, yeah. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get to the kid in time. I'm going to bonus action go into a rage. 
So I'm going to take whatever damage halved. I'm going to cover the kid. So if a car hits me, it hits me and not the child. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to firebolt the air conditioner so get knocked back into the window. Hell yeah, I love this. Okay, so you're gonna run you're gonna run, just grab the kid and get in front of the bus. Yeah. And then fucking do that. Okay. Incredible. Make an attack roll on the air conditioner. I'm gonna say that's because of the how difficult this shot is, you're gonna need a DC twenty. Because you are you are down the block. Okay. What's the AC of this AC? (laughs) Yes, Brandon, yes. Yes. Okay, so I rolled a 14, my famous two, plus, fuck, I rolled a 19. All right. I'm going to roll an attack for the bus. It's fine. (laughs) I rolled a nat 20. Oh, Ah! my God. (laughs) That bus was aiming for you. Yeah, apparently. Oh, God. So the no- I'm going to say the numbers first, and then you're going to take the damage. The kid will not take damage. Hooray. Okay. Well, I rolled a one on the damage for the kid. So the Great. kid is fine. You got in front of the... I rolled a D10 for the damage. I rolled four D10 damage to you, and I rolled one D10 to the kid. But he only got one, so he took two points of damage because you have shielded yourself. You took 48 points of damage, which is halved to 24. Okay, I'm fine. Right. Here's what happens. Emily slaughters in the middle of a sentence, and then you see that these two things are happening. You fucking, I can only assume you just run right goddamn through the table and just push it over. As you sprint to get in front of the kid, you shoot a firebolt out of your hand that flies down the a full city block to try to hit the air conditioner. And you see it just like go like a firework, just foo, and hits the right to the left. So close to the left of the air conditioner. And as you see, it almost like wobbles a little bit as the air conditioner falls and your eyes are on the air conditioner. As you hear, the bus slams into you. 48 points of damage would have been incredibly devastating to so many people. But luckily, you are vibrating at a speed that you at least get to move around some of the uh, the damage from the bus. It is just like, you see the bus part around you like you're a rock in a river and it's just like the metal is twisting and this mash a incredible sound of a car crash as you are wrapped around this 12 year old kid. Does the fire bolt at least alert the people to look up and move out of the way? They look up as the air conditioner wobbles and falls on top of them. I'm going to make dexterity rolls for all of them. Can they have an advantage because they had some warning? There was a big They're just regular people. They, it is hard to jump out of the way. They all got below 10. They don't jump out of the way. And that's when you hear behind you say, saving slash. Fine. As everyone else sees Emily Slaughter slice into the air, the wave of power that came from her air slash just flies like a full arc. The What looks like the sword flies through the air and powerfully slaps the air conditioning down the block as it goes. And rolls out of the way. So what? while everyone is like, oh my God, what happened? You hear the bus exploding around Volcani and Emily Slaughter shouting out one of her power moves as she air slashes the air conditioner uh, saving. What a ridiculous name. <laughs> and Emily looks around and be like, Volcani, are you all right? 
All good. Don't worry, everyone. You're safe now. <laughs> Val just like checks on this little kid being like, stop wearing your headphones. Turn down the volume a little bit. You walked into traffic. Are you okay? A 12 year old like pulls one ear cup off of, off of their ear and says, what? <laughs> Val just gestures to the now like completely broken bus behind them. Oh no. What? You almost got hit by a car. Please don't wear these headphones in traffic. Oh, okay. Thanks for Connie. Are you hurt? Are you good? I'm good. All right. Go play. Ride a bicycle. (laughs) Go ride a bike with your friends. Okay, bye. As a 12-year-old runs away. Was anybody hurt on the bus, though? Was anyone on the bus? Uh, no, the bus, it's split, like, around the front of the bus, so, like, you see that the driver is, like, on one side of Lakati, and, like, the the door of the bus is on the other side. Nice. So all that damage is going right into Lakati. Good job, Julie. That was a hard situation. Yeah, I could have done it better, but, uh, it is what it is. And then Emily Slaughter takes a second and, like, takes a deep breath in and says, We're just happy everyone is safe. And there's going to be more collaboration between the Upcountry Keepers and the LT3 as we raise money Mm -hmm. to get Dr. Morrow's dangerous science trash off of the streets. There's a there's a more technical name for it. Uh, It's it's just science stuff. You'll see us at that gala. And she gives a thumbs up to you from fighter (laughs) from (laughs) over on the other side of the street. Puncher, puncher, kicker. I can't, I can't do that. There's people watching. All right. Hey, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Let's go to the light fair of picking sconces. You're going to check out the venue, right? Yes. Listen, Brandon, this is a very sort of underappreciated part of Restaurant Wars, and it's very hard on Top Chef, even if your team at the back of the house is like equally you know, proficient in the kitchen. If the front of the house fucks up, you're gonna not win. So really, you have a crucial job here. And frankly, if we lose this challenge, you're probably in the greatest danger of going home. So just keep that one in mind. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that vote of confidence. (laughs) Um, I would also like to add as an addendum to uh, the little Val scene is you get a text from Val that just says, Fucking Shannon Redwine! (laughs) And the upcountry keepers, this motherfucker. Aggie learned how to use reacts and thumbs down the message. Agreed. Hell yeah. Okay, Brandon. You're so you're gonna do history. So this is actually I, I agree with everything you and, and Amanda said about like the history of Dr. Morrow and also the history of the city and all that. And I think the Momofovica is a good idea. Do a persuasion roll for me. Well now that I don't have a negative, it is six plus zero. Okay. Do you look into Momofovica as Milo or as Kilanova? I think Milo. I think Milo is like going to be like, on behalf of the whatever we call this organization. Yeah. You file this idea, and of course it comes all the way up to Mr. Brewpot, right? And he's like, Milo, could you come to my office for a second? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Milo, I think this is a great idea. You know, I love a museum party. I, I still have one of my favorite moments is when I went to the Natural Museum, the, hist- the Natural Museum Museum, 
the Natural History Museum <laughs> Museum, and uh, I fell asleep. Have I you w- been to any other museum, Mr. Rupat? L- be honest. I have not, no, but I remember <laughs> falling. We, it was like an overnight thing, and I fell asleep under the whale. I loved it. It was it was a formative mem- formative uh, memory of my life, and now I work at a, mu- a museum, and I love it. It's wonderful. Here's the thing. Remember uh, a few months back, Mofovica was attacked by, uh, some might call it a Giga Bear? Uh. Yeah, I remember that pretty vividly. We couldn't work for like two weeks. Yeah, and here's the thing: we pro. Uh, here's the thing: we're not allowed to have public events here because the structural damage was so bad to the museum. So unfortunately, we're gonna have to bow out out of this. Again, I would love to do this, but unfortunately, structurally, I had I had you know my my guy Jake, my guy Jake in the building, the Jake and building inspector. Yeah. he came in and he said. Nah, don't like the look of this. And they're, they're going to be working on this for the rest of the year, unfortunately. So we can't have any public events here. Jake is the best of the best. So, you know, whatever Jake says, we got to go for it. So that's fine. Do you still want to be like a... I'll, I'll go look at other places, but do you want to like sort of like co-host, co-sponsor, maybe like send some like cool artifacts for atmosphere... Oh, absolutely. We definitely want to demonstrate the difference between science trash and science museum not trash. <laughs> so we have, we're still going to be museum trash. <laughs> we're still going to be extremely involved. We just don't. We cannot host it here, unfortunately. Cool. I get that. Yeah. Thanks, Mister Brewpot, and I give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just want to see what Eric would do, <laughs> Mister Brewpot is stiff for a second and then quickly hugs you back and then comes off and be like, all right, that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think that you you had some other leads that maybe Carmen and January threw together, just venues around Lake Town City. And like some of them are like too big and some of them are too small. Some of them are way too expensive. And I mean, Milo definitely goes to Astros at least for to get his quote, you know? Yeah, McEnery says... No. <laughs> Fair enough. Where would you take a break while looking at venues around the city? Hmm. Where would Mila take a break? I think um maybe there's like a like a little duck pond, an industry tin somewhere that Mila's been going to since it opened when he was a kid, you know, with his dad. I like that. Yeah, I'm sure there's all over the city. I mean, even in New York City, there's just like random green patches around. I like the idea that there's little ducks there. And there's a little like bodega thing next to it. So he like picks up some uh, what's healthy for ducks. Oh, they love frozen peas. Oh, Oh, really? Picks up some frozen peas to to give to the ducks. You throw some frozen peas and three ducks are fighting each other to get those frozen peas. It's it's ferocious, truly. But there's no geese because fuck geese. Yeah. (laughs) Truly, fuck geese. Um, there's a sign next to the duck pond that says fuck geese. <laughs> Pay, paid for by the LTC Parks and Recreation. Uh, make a perception check for me, my man. Uh, natural 20 plus 9? Is that what? good? That's what? four natural 20s in the last two episodes? I Look, I'm not lying. I just roll. I don't Holy know. Holy shit. Okay. Natural 20. I think all of Brandon's luck has finally... They've come up. in. Yeah, they've Where come in. average out Brandon's rolls over the last four years, quite average. I've been saying that since campaign one, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're looking around and you're having a good time at the duck pond. With a natural 20, you see that there's something out of place here. There's some people, it's the middle of the day where you got a chance to like look around at these venues. And like, yeah, there are some, some parents walking around with their kids who are like, 
who still need to be like you know, supervised around a duck pond. And there's like some kids like just kicking it under a tree with like a Beats pill or like, you know, one of those little speakers and they're playing some hip hop tunes. And, you know, there's like, there's like an old couple sitting there on the bench and um, yeah, on another bench, uh, there's kind of like an old timey gangster wearing a colored pinstripe suit. And oh. like, you know, the bodega guy has some ice creams. He's getting an ice cream. See him black and white? <laughs> Oh, which the oh the 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 bodega guy with the ice cream, obviously. Yeah, the, yeah, the guy yeah. with the no, he's in full color. Okay. Um. Oh, you want to talk about the guy? The you want to talk okay. about the gangster? A little bit. Yeah. Well, tell me what kind of ice cream the bodega guy has first. Is it like one of those like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ones or like Sonic ones? Yeah, there's a, they're getting the SpongeBob ice cream popped in. But yeah, the ga- there's this gangster, this like 1920s looking gangster, right? And he's sitting there on the bench and he's looking around incredibly shifty and you're looking at him and you see that like he's wearing a pinstripe suit. It's like a it's a charcoal gray base and then the, the, the pinstripes are running through it. But you look closer and you see each one of the pinstripes are a different color. Like it's not in rainbow. It's like uh, Joseph's Technicolor Dreamcoat. Like there's there are pinstripes of every single different color on his suit. Ochre and peach and violet and black and How orange and, and, ochre and, and ochre and ochre and ochre. I love and ochre. Yeah. And he's sitting and he's looking incredibly shifty and he's looking over at the ducks. Uh, if this fucker tries to fuck with my ducks, I will fuck his duck. Nice. No. Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, with an at 20, you're seeing him. He hasn't done anything yet, but he's looking incredibly shifty and incredibly weird. And he's like looking at the ducks. Uh, I think I'm going to go over to him and just be like, oh, hey, welcome to the duck pond. I haven't seen you here before. My name is Milo. Um, how how are you? You want some frozen peas? Oh, and now yeah, see, I'm just here to look at the pond. I'm looking at a duck, see? This is not gonna happen. You're gonna just leave me alone. I'm gonna be fine here, see? You should probably leave me alone because everyone knows me around these parts as a real bad guy, so you should uh, leave, leave me around. Leave me alone, see? Well, that's weird to say out loud to a person who's just trying to say hello, but if you are a bad guy, maybe you should leave. There's children here, you know, and ducks. You're not gonna. You're not gonna make me leave. See, I'm Mr. Pinstripe, and Mr. Pinstripe doesn't do nothing for nobody. Okay, again, a weird thing to say out loud <laughs> to a thing. Man, if you want to be helpful, see, you can point me in the direction of those uh, Lake Town City Three. Do you have a? Uh, you haven't know where any of those people might be. I mean, why would I know where they are? Well, you are uh, being helpful, so that's why I'm asking you for what I want. I mean, you could look on Instagram. Is he Danny DeVito's penguin? Yes, yes, is yes. Is this a Koopa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I'll look. Uh, Liz, I have one of those. I still have a 2007 Razor, so I don't get access on the internet. That's fine. Um, okay, well, it was nice to meet you, and Milo puts his hand out to shake it. Does he take it? Does he take it? Does he Does take, he take the hand? Does he take it? Does he take it? He's an old-timey dude, so not shaking someone's hand would be, I mean, basically a duel. Disrespect, really. Okay. You put out your hand to shake, and at this point, he reaches onto his suit and pulls the ochre pinstripe. And the pinstripe wraps around his hand, 
and he takes your hand and grabs, and you feel like an electric shock run through your body like a ma- like a buzzer. Is he the Joker? What's happening here? Ah, yeah, you shouldn't be shaking hands with bad guys because bad things happen to you, see? All right. Uh, good prank. Um, Th- thank you. But you're going to leave this pond and this city and never come back, and I'm going to cast Gesh on this guy. <laughs> you're going to ruin Eric's entire plot for this, uh, this arc. <laughs> I, it's nat 20, baby. I know. I place a magical command on a creature... And you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by me for the duration. Hell yeah. Okay, wisdom saving throw. Fuck yeah, dude. All right, I rolled a three. <laughs> well, it's yeah. not better than my 17. Okay. So I'm going to roll my spell surge real fast. Currently have Incredible. a four. Thank Christ, it was a six. I'm up Great. to five. <laughs> okay. So what does it look like when you cast this enchantment on a person making them do what you want and control all of their actions and <laughs> the the human ramifications of that. Well, he's trying to be inconspicuous about this, obviously. So I think when Milo reached his hands out to shake Mr. Pinstripe's hands, I think he did it with his left hand and the sort of like ghostly arm sort of like encapsulated his actual arm. Mm-hmm. And so it just sort of like connects and then uh, casts the spell that way as he like stares at him in the eyes and tells him what to do. Cool. Okay. I think you do that, and I think that for a second, you see, like, Mr. Pinstripe's cartoonish gangster eyes, like, go white for a second, and then it flashes back and be like, man, I don't know why I'm in this rinky-dink town. I think it's so much better for me, Mr. Pinstripe, to do. Maybe I'll go to New York City like I always wanted to. <laughs> and he pulls another, uh, uh, the, the, like, crimson pinstripe off of his suit. And he throws it on the ground, and it becomes a little, like, sports car. A red, little red sports car. And uh, <laughs> cool. it just, like, that. turns into a red sports car in front of you. And he jumps in and says, so long, suckers. And just peels out out of, out of the park and drives away on the highway. And then Milo sits back down on a bench, starts throwing peas into the pond. Cool. To be fair, it only lasts for 30 days, so he could return at some point. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Lol, I can't believe that happened. That's very fun. This is a fun game. Milo's a really good superhero. So You're, you're really good. You're so good at superhero. Really famous and really skilled. <laughs> Hell yeah. Why do you make a history check for me? Eight plus five for 13. Okay. That's perfect. So with 13, rest of the day doesn't really go that well. You don't see a lot of a lot of places. All the places that you would add leads on are booked or too expensive or aren't really looking, aren't really figuring out what you want. And uh, that's when you got you all three of you get a text from Emily Slaughter. Hmm. And maybe I think that you've been trying to look at the venue. This is still pretty short notice by planning this thing on three weeks. And it's taken a while, especially after uh, Milo only tried to hit every place. And you were really banking on the museum to be the place. And with 13, Emily Slaughter says, Hey, y'all. So glad to be back in touch. I'm so excited that this is happening. Hey, listen, I know that you have done a lot of your own planning on this, but just in case, I know of a spot that I've been to a bunch of parties before, and they actually just lost uh, their event that was going to be on the weekend that y'all wanted, and I think that you're really going to enjoy it. Do you want me to hook you up with it? And she sends a link to the website for the 8 Square Plaza. This place is inspired by uh, this place in New York City called the Beekman Hotel, where it used to be a uh, like 
one of the first skyscrapers in New York City in like 1883. It was like seven stories and it got shut down in the 1940s and then it got restored lately. And now it's like this beautiful hotel in there. So I what I was thinking is like there's this very similar place in in Lake Town City that was built during the boom of construction in the 1990s. We're like, oh, we got to make this like deluxe, beautiful, incredible looking hotel that everyone everyone extremely wants to stay in. And then, of course, no one stayed in the hotel. <laughs> so it was immediately shut down and boarded up. And I think recently they've restored it to its incredible glory that it is now. And now it's like this kind of this like super swanky venue. The eight square plaza is named after the eight square brick because it's made all out of out of like the uh, red brick on the outside. And it has all these like cast iron balconies that surround all the five stories of the building. The incredible thing about it is that uh, on the first floor, like the atrium. It actually goes all the way up. The second, third, fourth, and fifth floors are actually in, have balconies that look down on the main floor. And uh, on the top floor, on the sixth floor, there is a large pyramid-shaped skylight. And then there's like a uh, on the on that top floor. There's also like a, a roof deck, so you could look down on the party and also look out on Lake Town City. Perfect for bad guys to just crash through. Oh yeah. Honestly, it looks tight as hell. Emily has a connect. And if you want to have the gala here, you totally have that opportunity. Better than nothing. I have no pride here. I would. I'm. I lurked everywhere. Let's. I, I say we go for it, assuming that the price is right and everything like that. Yeah, we can't just have it in Dr. Morrow's house, right? No, I was thinking like the town plaza, but it could definitely rain or get too cold. If we have it in Dr. Morrow's house. Someone will find something in some odd closet and yeah, end no, up hurting I'm realizing something. <laughs> the problem with people bringing science trash, it, it just exponentially increases when there's already a house full of it. Listen, I think let's do it, but we need to assign someone to do security at this party. I know that this is the spirit of everyone working together to make the city safer. I do not trust Emily, even as far as uh, Val could throw her. Thank you. That's very far. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the metaphor it should be that as far as I could throw her, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You're also very strong. It's as far as Milo could throw her if hey. he wasn't using ghost powers. <laughs> That's fair. One. <laughs> Wonderful. Hell yeah, yeah. So uh, do you, you text anything back to Emily? Book it. Nice. Incredible. I'm so happy that I can help. This will be wonderful for us to do together. I'm so looking forward to the party. Put it under our name. Yeah, yeah, all the reservation is, is under the LT3, like all the vendors and stuff, so just to make sure that there's no miscommunications, uh, definitely just book it, book it for the LT3. Oh, okay, I mean, like, I, listen, I'm, I, they called me, so if it's easier for me to put it under my name... No, our name. for the LT3. No, 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 yeah, 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 you know Emily liaising. Oh, yeah, no, totally fine. Okay, yeah, whatever, uh, whatever, whatever you'd like, that's totally fine. And, uh, now the 8 Square Plaza is yours. We did it. We planned a gala, everyone. Emily sends you more photos of the Eight Square Plaza where it's all just like warm yellow light inside. There's a photo of like a chef holding a steak on a plate, like from, <laughs> from one of those like metal cover things. Lots of stuff like that. A cloche. A cloche. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, I am terrified that this is a cover for some 8-bit thing. And, and oh, almost was... definitely. Almost we'll, definitely. We'll be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, well, we have the auction, we have the invitees, we got the heroes, we got the venue. 
And now all that's left is to secure our own party. Hey, it's Eric. The players aren't here right now, so I'd like to show you something happening somewhere else in Lake Town City. A woman in a white lab coat fiddles with one of the many knobs on a massive control board. The glow of something purple, electric, and alive illuminating her figure from the right side. She's white, but deeply tanned from a rigorous schedule of sunbathing on the roof of this facility. Under the white coat, she wears a pink tie-dyed sweatshirt cropped right at the middle, jean shorts cut off by hand from mom jeans, and some very, very worn-in Birkenstocks. She twists a knob one way, adjusts some sliders up and down, but the purple glow stays exactly the same. She doesn't seem bothered by that, just trying it all out, seeing what works. She's half humming a song about someone paving paradise and putting up a parking lot. She stays unconcerned even when a small figure swoops in from above. It has the body of a Mario Babam, a basketball-sized black orb with two circles for eyes, and incredibly detailed dragon wings. While she, and you, the listener, may have seen this type of creature before, this one has, where a mouth should be, a boombox. The tanned woman in the lab coat looks up and smiles and turns the boombox on. She sings the chorus about paving over paradise and expects the boombox to sing along. But instead, it crackles with a different voice. Hey, just checking in on the status uh, of this. You know, the deadline's coming up in a few days, so wanted to see if you'll be good to go by then. Oh, hey, yeah, just keeping myself flowing, working out the bugs and kinks. This will be my first large-scale project with the bioenergy, but it's pretty new and a fun challenge, but, you know, it really shouldn't be a problem. Oh, great. Good to hear. Uh, you know, just triple-checking. <laughs> you know what to do. You're confirmed on the plan. I remember 6 p.m., Threadbare will start working from here and then step on site. As soon as everything is fully set up, distraction team go, and I will flip the switch and then the world spins as it should. Wonderful, 100%, perfect, great, thank you. Totally unrelated topic, have you heard it all from Mr. Pinstripe? Mm, no, he's been radio silent for a few days now. His phone is off and he hasn't signed into evil slack at all. Mm. I don't know why I pay for evil slack if people don't sign into it. Okay. Um, well, you know, if anyone on your side could own this, that would really keep everything moving forward. Really appreciate that. Mm, yeah, sure. I can see who I can get on that. All right, great. Well, that's all I had here, so I'm just going to get out of your hair. Talk to you soon. The drone primes itself with its dragon wings, ready to end this check-in meeting as soon as possible. Great. Oh, thank you. Peace and love, good vibes. Let the current take you where your boat was meant to go. The woman in the coat smiles again, presses her hands together in that prayer hands emoji, and switches the boombox off. The drone swoops away, and the tanned woman in the lab coat returns to fiddling with switches, humming to herself again. After a few moments, she stretches to hit a button far off to her right, and the purple glow intensifies and crackles. Yes. There it is. No one is getting out of this thing. Don't it always seem to go? 
and you don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs>